0: you're listening to a no-show radio production. Mind your ears, while we unpack the unusual. This is the strangest story I have ever heard. Take a seat, grab a drink and
1: where two buds talk trash about how their favorite shows begin. We're the two buds. I'm Alex.
0: And I'm Spencer. Hello.
1: Hello. How are you, Spencer?
0: G- uh, good.
1: So, boy oh boy I hope we watch the same thing today. Or not the same thing, but the same concept. The same what, uh, concept? What did I tell you to watch this week?
0: This week, well, I went off of Asana. Now, I will tell you, though, I have watched the three next shows.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> so, whatever it
0: could be, I could handle it. Okay. So, right now, I am most prepared to do Once Upon a Time in the Good Place. Perfect. But I, okay.
1: Yes! That's what I watched. I definitely watched The Good Place. And, uh, I have seen the pilot of The Good Place,
0: but I really wanted to talk
1: about it, so I rewatched it.
0: Dope. That's incredible.
1: Yeah, no, I... When when The Good Place came out and I was looking at trailers of it originally, I thought, wow, that's going to be a hit new show. Just like I knew instantly. And although at the same time, I think I predicted that it would be a really good show, but it would go the way of Pushing Daisies, where it wouldn't get the praise it deserved. Thankfully, it has. (laughs) A lot of people love it. And that's amazing. And I like that they're not going to be pushing. uh, I think this is their last season, season four, that it's going to premiere on September 28th. I down. So as far as I know, it's either this season or if they're doing one more, then the other one's going to be their last one. And they're just calling it short right away. Mm-hmm. They're not going to stress too much about it. And they're just like, nope, that's our story. <laughs> and that's good to go. And I'm like, I mad respect. I think too many people push too far in their shows just for the sake of the cash. But uh, do you have any prior experience for Once Upon a Time?
0: Oh, do I? Do I you? um. Okay, so I used to have a friend over, and what we would do is we would just sit in my bedroom and watch TV, and that was just how we would hang out. We would make a pizza, and we would just sit, and we would watch TV, and I remember one time she put on, once upon a time, where she was in the show, Mm. so I've seen, like, three episodes of the fourth season that I don't remember worth a fuck at all. (laughs) Because it was so nonsense that I couldn't retain any of it. And then just somewhere like halfway through that first episode was like, nope, I'm done. I'm not going to try. I'm just going to eat pizza and fidget. And okay, that I, was it. I'm trying that... to, have to
1: look out what fourth season was about.
0: I don't remember.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. So that's actually um, kind of sort of a cool season. Kind of sort of. The first half of it was about villains. The second half was about Frozen. And that was bullshit.
0: Okay, see, I definitely was in the frozen part.
1: It was, and should I say, it was bullshit.
0: <laughs> Why? Why would you say that?
1: You can't curse in the good place. Okay. <laughs> right? I, I got okay. it. My good you... place, your hell. Roger.
0: Great. Awesome.
1: <laughs> We're on the same page. Yeah, no, so I'm sorry that you got stuck in, like, the, definitely the start of the decline of Once Upon a Time.
0: Oh, good. I'm glad that there's a decline.
1: <laughs> in case you couldn't tell from the first episode.
0: I figured it was, it was, like, the, the pilot tinglies or whatever it's called. <laughs> Do we have a word for that, when a pilot's no, bad?
1: but, um, tell me more about the pilot tinglies, 'cause because I can't believe we made it this far without giving that a, like, a, a, a German word name.
0: No, I don't know. It's, it's pilots suck. We talk about yeah, that yeah. all the time. Yeah. They're, they're typically no good. They're typically, like, they go real hard on the exposition... You have to learn everybody's character in the first two lines of their dialogue and it just it's like there's a point in fucking The Mad Men pilot where Pete Campbell like walks up and faces off against Dawn and he's like, Man, you know I want your job. It's like, but Pete's an account man, why would you want to be the head of creative? What the fuck sense does that make? And then like the rest of the show just ignores the pilot and everything that happens in the pilot and it's for the best. <laughs>
1: uh I think for Madmen uh Pete made such a poor impression in that first episode. I never got over it. I can't stand fucking Pete. Hate him. Hate him. Least favorite character.
0: I I think Pete makes a comeback and I don't think he makes like a strong comeback where like he saves somebody's life. Um I think he becomes more human. I think you can it's no longer oh he's just a fucking weasel. It's like oh I sort of get why he's just a fucking punk. His life is terrible. Like...
1: All their lives are fucking terrible.
0: Yeah, but he grew up with, like, rich parents telling him that he was trash and he wasn't good enough, and now he has to prove to everybody that he's, he's cool and good enough. And it's like, oh, that's kind of sad. Like, he constantly needs to be validated by everything. And it's... I don't know. He's he's a budget Don. He's dawn if dawn <laughs> wasn't handsome. We were talking about stuff. We need to get back on track. Do we? No.
1: It's our own fucking show. The only person. We can do December whatever we want.
0: Yeah. You,
1: yeah. So who's you've been going first? Do you want me to go first?
0: Anyone can go first. We it's, can
1: rock paper scissors for it in this audio medium.
0: Can we? How do we? How do we do that? All right. I want to make rules for that now.
1: Okay. So we're going to go rock paper scissors, and then after scissors, you pull, and then we say at the same time what we pull. I guess. <laughs>
0: Okay, so right after the last one, we just yes. shout it out. Okay. Yes. Okay. Ready? Yep.
1: Rock, paper, paper scissors, 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 paper. Scissors.
0: God damn it.
1: <laughs> that was so dumb. <laughs> All right, now then. who
0: wins? What does that mean?
1: <laughs> uh, I beat you, so I think you have to go first.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. Hey, y'all. What's going- How have you been as of late? So, I'm going to talk about Once Upon a Time- a show that started in 20-something and then ended in 2018. It ended, right? It's over. It's not coming back.
1: Fuck, you're the one that watched it. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Okay, well, it hasn't been back. What
1: does IMDb say? Does, is there an end date on it?
0: There, there is an end date, but that That's... doesn't always mean dick, because sometimes, I don't know, Disney owns ABC, so they might just decide to to pull it back for nostalgia, even though it's only been gone a year. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, and the last well, the last episode was called like Leaving Storybrook. It's important to note that Storybrook is a place in the show. Is it? That they would be leaving from.
1: You don't want to mispronounce it or anything?
0: Well, I mean that's just how you say it. <laughs> okay. I don't say things wrong. I just say them how they how they're spelled.
1: <laughs> Got it. Okay, sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure.
0: Now, let's see. Now, first and foremost, uh the thing that we need to talk about before before we delve into the the rich, very rich lore of Once Upon a Time, we have to go to the Frequently Asked Questions on IMDb. Do you know why we have to do that, Alex? <laughs> why? Because the most asked question for this fucking show is, is this show related to the comic series Fables? <laughs> and now, the answer to this question that I found is I think the reason why I couldn't get into this pilot as hard as maybe I should have, because it compares and contrasts Fables with Once Upon a Time, and I think the answer was written by someone who is a fan of the show. But it did nothing but tell me that, man, a fable show would have been way better than this in every single fucking way possible. Why isn't there a fable show yet? Why, why are we getting another season of Teen Titans when DC could just fucking make a fable show <laughs> i would pay money for their stupid fucking app if i got to see big b uh man
1: starting off strong i know i yep. know how you feel about big B's good strong arms
0: yep his his big yep yep you know blossom but uh <laughs> yeah so instead of this being a cool show about fables who have run away from from the home and have horrible cynical opinions and they act mortal and they seem mortal and they they have all these cool powers and all these cool character conflicts uh here we're stuck in once upon a time so the show the first episode the pilot which is aptly named pilot it uh hops around quite a bit you jump from uh from from this to that to this to that so it starts off with Prince Charming, I guess, and then it turns out to actually be Prince Charming, uh, riding a horse through the woods, and then he finds Snow White dead in a coffin, and uh, pays the dwarves to look the other way as he macks on the corpse, and she comes back to life, and they get married... And then the evil witch from that same story comes, and she shows up at the wedding, and, uh, you know, she yells a bunch, and there's gonna be a curse. But then we hop to New York City? Or Boston? No, it's Boston. Because I- I just assumed that it's New York, because it's an ABC show. But no, it's- it's definitely Boston. It might- it has to be.
1: It has to be. No other- no other cities. Only New York or Boston.
0: Mm-hmm. And, uh... It's like a blind date, and I rolled my eyes super fucking hard because I thought, like, this fucking loser at the table was going to be a character for the rest of the show. And then turns out she was. No, th- <laughs> she's not the loser. When she walked on set, it was it was pretty cool. No, there's this weird fucking punk with a bad haircut, and he's sitting all nervous at the table. And then this this fucking babe with these huge muscular arms walks on set. And they have banter, but then fuck that, because it turns out that she's a, a bail bonds person. She's like a bounty hunter. She's like Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> and she uh chases this dude and then slams his head into a steering wheel and something happens to him. Uh, and then she goes back to her lonely ass apartment. Or maybe there's another cut into the fable shit, but we're going to ignore that for now. We'll get back to it. But anyway, so she goes back and she's celebrating her birthday alone with a cupcake and then she blows out her lame candle and then her her illegitimate son shows up (laughs) at her apartment and invites himself in and he's like 10, he's played, he's Bobby from Mad Men. I know we already talked about Mad Men, but uh, this kid, Henry, he was also, he was Don Draper's fucking son. And I always I always felt that he didn't get enough lines in Mad Men, but in this he talks a whole lot, so it makes up for it. Yeah, so he's like, Hey mom, I uh you know, blah 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 blah. You you gotta you gotta come home with me. And she doesn't want to do that, but also uh she's basically, you know, kidnapped the strange kid, so she needs to bring him back home, so she does. And I guess now we'll go back to all the shit happening in the, the They call it the Enchanted Forest, that's pretty lame. Okay, so the curse. The curse is vague, they don't know what it's gonna be, so Snow White's all depressed, but Prince Charming doesn't care because he put a baby inside of her, and she's like worried, and he's like- Wait, wait, what curse? There's- okay, so remember when the evil queen was yelling at the wedding?
1: You didn't mention the wedding at all.
0: I thought I did. I'm pretty sure I mentioned the the yelling of the evil queen. (laughs) Okay, maybe I wasn't I mentioned listening. I <laughs> mentioned there was going to be a, a vague curse. Okay, alright. So apologies. now the vague curse is back, and Prince Charming put a baby inside of Snow White.
1: Forced it right in.
0: Yep, and Snow White is all depressed, and she's like, hey, I'm really worried about this world-ending curse we were warned about. And he, he literally says, I, I don't want to keep talking about this. And, like, yeah, just... Tells her to shut up or something. <laughs> and he's like, it's gonna be fine, because blah, blah, blah. And she's like, but I want to go talk to the man. And you're like, oh, who's the man? And then the next scene, they go to a dungeon and they meet Rumpelstiltskin. Or is that how you, is that how you say his name?
1: Rumpelstiltskin, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay, cool. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, um, he's Beetlejuice. he's doing like acrobat, he like crawls down his jail bars like a freakazoid. And they, uh, they talk to him and they, they warn him don't, don't give him your names, because then he'll have power over you, but he already knows their names, and he knows everything. And he's, he's like, ha, yeah, the curse is gonna suck, which doesn't really enlighten us anymore on what the curse is. And then he's like, but don't worry, because that baby of yours, on its 28th birthday specifically, it's, it's gonna initiate the final battle or some shit. It's gonna save us all from the curse. And, and, that's that's gonna be pretty cool and then they're walking away and part of the deal for him telling them all that was that they were gonna give him the baby name and they didn't and then he's like i want to know what's her name and then the prince trying to be all smooth is like like her it's gonna be a boy jackass and then and then snow white immediately ruins that by turning around going oh her name's gonna be emma and she just kind of gets this look from the prince and then and then Rumpel what's his fuck is just freaking out in his cell, having a good old time about learning the name. And then they leave. But yeah, so Emma is the name of that of that Bail Bonds person with the with the sick arms. Whoa. And now she's she's driving the child into the town. And then they meet the kid's shrink and she's like, Haha, I knew you were a crazy little freak. And then she <laughs> brings him to the mayor's house, and then you immediately learn Oh yeah, and also time doesn't move in this town, and they point out this big obnoxious clock tower, so you know that that's gonna move dramatically at some point. Yeah, so they go to the mayor's house, and the mayor is the evil queen, because I guess the curse was that they're they're all gonna have to live in the real world, and that, that, that in and of itself is a curse. So she brings him there, and they're all freaking out, and there's like a British sheriff man... And I was like, okay, well then I guess he's the huntsman, unless they're gonna do something cool, and then I had to look it up, and yeah, he's the huntsman, and that's not as cool as being the big bad wolf for nothing. Uh, he doesn't really show up again, he shows up like one more time, but that's later. The kid is like, man, my fake mom sucks, I just want you to stay a while, and she's like, oh, nope, can't, and uh, uh, Emma has a weird talk with the uh, evil queen, then she tries to drive away, but there's a curse that you can not like part of the part of this this big curse is also that you can't leave storybrook uh, storybrook maine cuz they're in maine uh, did she drive all did she drive all the way to maine apparently yeah so she drives from boston to maine which is a, a big fucking trip in the middle of the goddamn night but uh yeah she tries to leave a wolf gets in the way that wolf's still not big b she crashes she ends up in a cell i guess Instead of a hospital, <laughs> she's in there with uh, one of the dwarves. She's in there with, what's his name, Grumpy? Mm-hmm. Is that a dwarf? It is. Okay. So she's in there with him and Geppetto, and if you've been paying attention to the fable side of this, Geppetto has, has Pinocchio, and Pinocchio's a real boy, and Grumpy's like the captain of the guard or something, <laughs> and... And in this, it's like Geppetto is just like a man who can't have kids, and he tells... And his first line of dialogue to this complete stranger, he tells Emma that he can't have kids so that you know that he's Geppetto and that he wants a son. Grumpy is in a cell, too, because he's grumpy and grumps get get the fucking block. That's when the sheriff shows up for the second time in the ep- to let them out, and then, and then Emma's free, and, uh... Oh, well, she gets free because the evil witch is like, hey, my son ran away again. And Emma's like, hey, well, guess what? I'm a fucking bounty hunter. I can find your shitty-ass kid. Just let me out of here. And they do... And she goes and talks to the teacher, and the teacher is Snow White, which, okay. So Snow White has cute short hair now, but also she's Emma's mom, but also she's, like, younger than Emma because of the curse. And that also makes Henry snow white's grandson but anyway snow white is like a teacher and also a volunteer at a hospital but emma goes and visits her and that's where they find out that the kid stole her credit card or some shit there's there's a lot going on this is a pretty complicated show they find the kid with the help of snow white the kid is like hey stay in town a while and emma at some point i guess is like yeah i will But she hasn't actually she tells Henry that she won't. And then the evil queen is like, yeah, you should probably get the fuck out of here because legally you can't be around my son. And that's when Emma decides, no, I am gonna be around the son. So it's not like out of love for Henry or wanting to be a part of Henry's life. It's just kind of like a man, fuck you, bitch. And then she goes to stay at an inn, which is owned by the grandmother from Red Riding Hood. And Red Riding Hood is now, like, a hot alt chick who parties a lot. And, yeah, so she's there, and Grandma's there, and the Rumpelstiltskin is named Mr. Golds. And he's, like, he owns the town, but also gets protection money from the town. He's some kind of vague evil on top of the witch evil that's already happening. But Emma's gonna stay there in town... And while she's staying there, the kid watches the clock and the clock moves because Emma's gonna bring the magic back and Emma's gonna save the town. Cause Emma's a secret princess or something. And I guess we'll wrap up what happened in the fable verse. Cause uh the curse the curse comes, but they find this tree stump that if they put the if they put somebody inside the tree stump, they'll be curse-free. And then and they decide, okay, we're going to put Snow White in there with her baby, and that's going to work. So Geppetto carves that out, and that's his relevance to the to the story. And then they get invaded by guys in morph suits. And uh, they have the baby on the Night of the Curse, so they can't both go. So Prince Charming grabs the baby and throws it into the stump and then gets stabbed to death. And then when they open up the stump, the baby's not in there. So that's where Emma went. That's how Emma escaped. And then, so Prince Charming is in a coma in the real world, and Snow White, who volunteers, takes care of him. And, uh, and and then the castle explodes, and that's it. That's, that's the entire story of Once Upon a Time. Did
1: you mention that the curse involves that they have no memory of their past selves?
0: They don't know who they are. You know who they are, because they, they look, they're the same people, and they, they talk about being, like, like Geppetto being like, "Ha ha, yeah, I can't have children, but yeah, yeah they don't they don't remember who they are, except for the evil queen, I think the evil queen remembers because she stares at herself all evilly in the mirror, but yeah no, they don't they don't know who they are, they just they have fake lives or something, they've just existed here for however long and and have never seen the outside world, and are completely okay with it,
1: <laughs> so I take it you weren't a fan.
0: I- I'm- I'm probably gonna watch more. Really?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Why are you gonna watch more? (laughs) Um,
0: because I don't have a Fables show, and this is probably as close as I'll get.
1: I have one better for you.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Have you watched Grimm? I have not. I thought that was, uh, maybe I got that mixed, because I saw that.
1: Grimm is like a- apparently a cop procedural meets Fables. They came out about the same time, Once Upon a Time and Grimm.
0: Okay, see, that might be cool. I think I mixed that up with Teen Wolf.
1: But I hope you watch more Once Upon a Time because I am desperate to talk about it with other people.
0: <laughs> it gets it gets better, right? Not that it was, like, bad. It was actually pretty okay.
1: So the thing about watching Once Upon a Time is recognizing it is a late-night soap opera. Mm-hmm. I mean, which is a lot of TV, right? But it's, like, heavy-handed of love triangles and this amnesia concept and... It's ridiculous and over the top and amazing. (laughs) Um, So the the more fleshed out of of the curse being that the evil queen cursed everyone to be miserable. And so that means Snow White is away from her true love, has no memory of him, of course, uh, and that she's unable to even like talk to him because he's unconscious and stabbed. Mm -hmm. Um, Gold and her have a deal, which you find out later on, that Gold's the one that kind of helped her build the curse. So he actually remembers who he is. Mm -hmm. And the idea is just to make all the people from the Enchanted Forest be as miserable as possible. And that's to take away their memory and put them in a place without magic. And Henry found a big old storybook that has the truth in it. And that's why he went to go find his mom. Because she's the only one who can save the day. So he's trying to convince her to help save the day. And it's not working very well. Because she doesn't believe in it. She's like, okay, kid. You're a fucking weirdo. (laughs)
0: And I like that she doesn't believe in it worth the fuck at all. Like, at all. She she shuts him down every time he talks about it. And she straight remember, up calls him crazy.
1: If I remember correctly, that goes for most of season one.
0: <laughs> like, it's not
1: an overnight switch. Uh, they do a lot of her trying to just be rational about it, but like getting sucked into it all the same. And, again, the evil witch... I think the Evil Witch knows who she is and knows that she can fuck shit up. They they do a really cool job of taking these classic fairy tale characters and bringing them into a modern AU. That's all this is, by the way, guys. It's fan fiction, fairy tales, modern AU, coffee shop. Let's do it. <laughs> it's goofy. It's campy. It's over the top. They have some really cool characters, so though. At some point, they bring in Mulan and Sleeping Beauty. They, uh, what were some of the other cool characters that- come in they bring in Hook they have this trio which is the fourth season where you have Melissa Fent, Cruella Deville, and Ursula and they're mobbing around together trying to you know ruin Storybrooke because they got beef with the evil queen <laughs> it's just it's so silly it's so silly Spencer and I never finished it because they reach a point where they jump the shark and it's like okay the storyline that we've been building forever is wrapped up yay but we still have another season to go so we're gonna time skip, and now Henry is an adult, and there's a little girl who shows up at his door and says, you have to help save Storybrooke or some such sort of shit. And so it's like, oh no, oh no, you're just gonna do the same thing over and over. And at this point, they started replacing, like, Cinderella was no longer played by the same person, and they dropped almost all the main cast except for Rumpelstiltskin, Hook, the evil queen, and it was just... <laughs> I don't know. I, I stopped watching at that point. I stopped watching during the Frozen because guys, I really hate Frozen. But I, I jumped back into it at some point. I forced myself through it. They even tackle like Wizard of Oz at some point, which isn't, you know, Disney fairy tale, but they do a really cool job of Wizard of Oz, Alice in Wonderland. Uh, What's the other? Aladdin that has a pretty big part in it too. And I don't know, they just do a cool, cool job of putting all these characters together and learning that there's more than just the enchanted forest there's these other places that are being affected by this curse too and at some point emma becomes the bad guy it's just dude it's a soap opera it's a magnificent soap opera <laughs> and in real life prince charming and snow white got married so
0: there's that that's that's pretty neat yeah i think my biggest complaint and i guess it it work like if it's a soap opera it makes sense but it's like <laughs> Of this diverse, like, cast of characters, everyone is, like, a hot late 20-something. Yes. Every single person.
1: It is super weird that Emma's the same age as her mom, and that never gets unweird. Because <laughs> at and some like, point, they end up, like, drinking together, and then they find out, like, of course they get their memory back. Spoilers, mm-hmm. guys. Of course they do. It goes on for how many seasons. And then it's like this woman who's the same age as Emma is trying to be her mom, but she's also like, you're not my fucking mom. You can't tell me what to do. You're more like a sister. It's just super, super weird.
0: Yeah. And like, man, I don't know. It's like the fact that the evil queen, Emma, Snow White, and like Red Riding Hood, who Red Riding Hood is supposed to be some kind of like lives with her grandmother, goes out and parties like early like, they're all just the same age. Mm -hmm. Like. The sheriff is the same age. Prince Char... Like, all of them. And it's like, maybe it has to do with, like, the timeless fairy tale stuff, but I don't like it. I'm... I'm over that shit. I'm...
1: So, how much character stuff can I spoil for you?
0: You can spoil the whole show.
1: Okay. I'm sure...
0: I'm sure that it ends with, they save the day.
1: You're not wrong. (laughs) Let's see. Uh, Red Riding Hood is actually a werewolf. And... Snow White is, is actually like this rebel outlaw princess. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what other kind of weird shit did they end up throwing in.
0: Rumpelstiltskin Wait.
1: is like the, the kingpin of everything. And honestly, he's the reason the show went on for so long as it did. If you're going to watch it for any reason whatsoever, watch it for Rumpelstiltskin because he gives some really cool performances. He also ends up being the Beast for Beauty and the Beast, so like they start like mashing roles together. So it's not like every fairy tale character is different; some of them overlap as stories mm-hmm. like kind of change. It's like, oh yeah, the Beast and still skin's the same person. It just depends on like what side of the story you're hearing it from.
0: Yeah, that's why I like fables, because in that Prince Charming, who's in like seven different fairy tales, <laughs> fucks around and he's a horrible, awful, goddamn monster.
1: Oh my God! I've only read volume one of fables and that is like the big standout memory from it and that and beauty and beast having couples counseling
0: yep and and like like beast is like like it's it's beauty's love that keeps him human so whenever they're having more and more trouble he looks more and more like a fucking monster (laughs) and like fucking jack who like jack and jill and jack and the beanstalk he's just some like loser fucking punk who's been in everything yeah so you have like the jack of all trades comics because it's like it's it's the same guy he did all this (laughs) shit and made all this fucking trouble and now he's just kind of like a weird like like dirty jobs kind of (laughs) guy
1: we deserve a fable show but in the meantime once upon a time isn't awful it isn't
0: i don't think it is i think it's too much of me wishing for a thing that it's similar to.
1: <laughs> you'll have to let me know if you watch more of it. Again, go into it knowing the dialogue's gonna be pretty bad most of the time. Good. There's a few story arcs that are really worth, like, well, by the end of it, you'll be like, wow, that was a really cool story arc. But for the most part, it's predictable and all that mm-hmm. nonsense. And I'm glad you watched it. I'm glad that you might watch more of it. Maybe.
0: <laughs> I, I prob- I'm starved for things to watch.
1: That's the nice thing about this show, huh? Just, yeah. There's a bunch of stuff you could watch. You did a great job summarizing <coughs> Once Upon a Time. Oh, yeah. um, the other thing to consider, or not consider. So it was such a big hit that when, you, you know, TV shows take a break over summer or, or winter. Yep. And they did a fill-in season called Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. Which, it, it was Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. So it didn't have any of the regular characters. I think maybe one or two made a cameo. But otherwise, it was like this complete other side plot. And they only did one season of it, and they never did anything like it ever again. So it did poorly.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And again, once you started doing the Frozen shit, they're like, oh, so now you're reaching for, like, you're trying to stay contemporary when you don't need to? It was such a money grab. It was ridiculous. Well,
0: like, Snow White's not fucking contemporary. Just, like, <laughs> do the old shit.
1: <sighs> yeah, yeah, no, it was just because Frozen was big, and they got the rights to it, so why not? So do you want to know about The Good Place?
0: Tell me, tell me your thoughts on The Good Place
1: how much of it have you watched, Spence?
0: I've watched... Like I feel out? like I've watched through season two,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or I stopped somewhere in season two. Okay. But I'm somewhere in that range.
1: So when you recommended it to me, how much did you know I was going to love Eleanor?
0: I... <laughs> so watching it, it was immediately a, uh, does Alex know about this? <laughs> Alex knows about this. And when I found out, that you hadn't seen it yet. It was it was a really good thing to put on first, even though that meant that you had to wait to watch it.
1: And I have waited. Indeed. I have had friends recently, in particular, come up like, We haven't seen The Good Place. You have to. I'm like, I will. I promise. <laughs> Eric, I know you're listening. I've, we've watched it, so I can watch the whole show now. And I will talk to you about it as soon as I'm finished binging it. Because guess what, guys? I liked it. I liked it when I saw the pilot the first time. I just got busy. Or... okay. Further background, I saw the pilot and I was so excited about this show. I actually went and got a satellite antenna, not satellite, but an an antenna thingy that I could use on my TV because I didn't have cable. And I was planning on watching it old school, not waiting for it to stream every week on TV. Um, that didn't happen. I watched the first two episodes and then I didn't. And just because, you know, life gets busy and all that jazz. (laughs) Mm hmm. And if I remember correctly, actually, I think the first, this is one of the shows where the first two episodes are the pilot, but I only watched the first one.
0: Eh, I think they all lead into each other. Like, I think most episodes have, like, a cliffhanger. Okay. I don't know if they release the same day. They might have. But I I think you're fine.
1: Yeah, yeah. Again, I'm not too worried about it. I get the core concept. And unlike Once Upon a Time, the core concept's pretty simple. Eleanor is dead. She wakes up in the good place. Because it's not really heaven or hell. And one of the quotes is, all the religions got it about 5% right. But she's in the good place. And it turns out, uh, they made a mistake. Eleanor was actually kind of a super trashy person. The only people who get into the good place are like the 4.0 students who did a really, really good job in their life. Because in your life, according to the show, everything has a measurement. Every decision you make, every reaction you do has a plus or a minus factor to it. And so... The woman who she's taking the place of is named Eleanor, but someone who's a lot better than she is. <laughs> a lot better. She was a lawyer who was getting innocent people off death row. She went to the Ukraine to like, oh God, what's the, what's the term for it? Um, Volunteer relief. Mm-hmm. Some, something along those terms. Uh, just, just was a very good person. And the thing about the good place is, the good place is kind of like Disneyland where there's a bunch of different districts. And they're all super specialized and super fixated on making sure that everyone who's been hand-pecked cultivated to be in that neighborhood will enjoy it. And so the good place that she's in is a little bit like Main Street of down or of, of Disney. But when you're in the good place and you're in your neighborhood, of course, your soulmate's going to be there. You may have never met them in your life, but your soulmate will be there and you're going to spend eternity with your soulmate. Her soulmate happens to be Chidi, who was a ethics and morals professor. <laughs> or a, 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 what was it? Yeah, something. Uh, yeah, ethics yep. and moral philosophy professor. There it is. And so she's like, "Hey, you're my soulmate, right? Yeah, and you're never gonna betray me. Of course not. Good because um, I've never done that. I hate clowns. I hate all the stuff that they say that I love because I'm the wrong Eleanor. So I'm guessing the whole concept of this show is uh Eleanor doesn't belong. She convinces Chidi to start teaching her how to be a good person, and there's chaos happening because she's there and shouldn't be there." The district is just fucking being destroyed by random shit. The very first episode, she gets drunk at a house party, goes to sleep, wakes up, and there's like a thunderstorm. There's a giant ladybug running everywhere. Everyone's wearing the same outfit except for her. Like, it is a bad time. And that's when she convinces Cheetie to, you know, con- teach her how to be a good person. I know the next episode is they're cleaning up after the mess and she's being lazy about it. And she has to kind of realize that you can't be lazy about shit. Chidi at one point asked, like, okay, what was the last, last good thing you did? And she's like, oh, I can't answer that. Okay, what was the last neutral thing you did? Ooh, I can't answer that. Well, what did you do yesterday? And she, like, has this flashback of her drinking a coffee, someone with a clipboard saying, oh, yeah, hey, can you sign this to save the environment? And she's just like, oh, yeah, piss off Bartface, and, like, throws the fucking coffee cup into the garbage. It bounces off. Don't you want to pick that up? You do it if you love the environment so much. She's not <laughs> a great lady um hilarious because she's played by Kristen Bell Mm -hmm. and she is a goddamn treat and I will watch almost anything she's in so yeah uh it's it's a goofy show it's 20 minutes long it doesn't seem too complex necessarily but I also again I still get the pushing daisies vibes off of it of it being a clever show even though it's the the story concept itself isn't too bad there's like a, a handful of other characters that go into this as well there's her neighbors who Giannu, and Tahani. And Tiani is still speaking with a British accent, even though no one else is. So you think that she might be a little bit more pompous. And her soulmate is a Buddhist Ooh. monk. And their house is a giant mansion where Eleanor's is this little cute cottage. And uh, Michael is the guy. This neighborhood is his very first neighborhood that he's ever created. He's been an apprentice for 200 years. So it's his first neighborhood. And of course, it's going amok. And I know... Oh, what's her name? ba 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 I have it written down... Janet. Janet is their, like, information assistant. It's their Siri, who appears, and I've seen a shit ton of GIFs of her. So I know she's, like, a reoccurring character. And I think that's, like, your your main cast. Those, I'm sure other people come in and out, but, like, that seems to be your main grouping of, of characters. Mm-hmm. And I I imagine it kind of plays with the idea of, like, what's good, what's not good. How awful do you have to be? Is the good place? Should it be more open? Those are my guesses to what the show's like. Uh, I really liked Eleanor. I thought she was a fucking hoot. And I was, well, you can't curse in the, and it's very specific where it's like, oh, uh, with the forks going on, why am I saying fork? It's fork, bullshit, uh, ash, ash hole. Anyways, you can't curse, and Chidi's like, oh, well, in this neighborhood, we can't curse, but other neighborhoods, you can. And it's like, oh, well, that, that sucks. That sucks that this one neighborhood, someone, people are offended by it, so you're just, like, she's like, the worst good place for her. Sometimes the good place might be a farming community. It might be on the beach, like, it just everyone's a little bit different. It is a fun show. I don't I, I don't have too much else to say about it, I guess, which sounds bad. It's, it's just, it's really enjoyable. I did look up the director, of course, and the director is Drew Goddard, who also produced Daredevil and like the first two seasons of Lost, Alias, and he wrote five episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. (laughs) And he either wrote or directed on Cabin in the Woods and Angel. So he's done a lot of work with our boy Joss, and he wrote Bad Times at El Royale, which is like one of my favorite movies that came out last year. So there's that. He's a talented man. When I saw his name attached to it, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But this was created by a guy named Michael Schur. And, Spence, do you know who Michael Schur is?
0: I Tell me.
1: He plays Moe's in The Office.
0: Wow, that makes so much sense.
1: <laughs> uh, so he is uh, a writer-creator for The Office, Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He wrote 137 episodes of SNL starting in 1997. And, of course, he does Moe's in The Office. So... It has a, a good creation base, and I'm excited to watch more. I, I won't say it was a bad pilot. Like, I, where Once Upon a Time gives you the pilot tingles, This doesn't. This was a well-put-together. The dialogue's fun. It flows well. It has a little bit of that quick banter that I like, and it keeps you hooked. It has you interested, because the episode ends with her demanding that Chidi help her and protect her, and Michael's at the door asking for, to see her when she isn't in the same costume as everyone else. So. It's good. If you haven't seen it, go to Netflix if you have Netflix, or borrow your friends, and watch it. It's it's enjoyable. Yeah. 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 I, I wish I had more more on that, but I don't. Was there anything like in particular about Good Place, or anything you wanted to ask me about it? Nothing
0: I want to ask yet, other than please watch it all the way to the end. Or at least to where you watched it? Yeah, well, <laughs> no. End of season one. Okay. Because it, it, like, I was worried that the show would get old. I was worried This concept's gonna die real quick. And they knew that too. (laughs) And they play with that, and it's really, really good. It's really clever. It's more clever than I gave it credit for. Uh, And it kept me. I don't even know why I stopped watching season two. I have no idea. I think I might have even thought that that's where it ended. Mm -hmm. I did not know they were going into a fourth season. Okay, fair
1: enough, fair enough. I uh, just watched Hot Ones with Kristen Bell. And that's, like, where I learned about Good Place going into its final season. Uh-huh. Well, she's a fucking trooper on that show. Hot damn. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she, like, her and Dax just eat hot stuff all the time. So, it's, like, not until the second or third to last wing that she starts feeling it. Which, also, her marriage to Dax Shepard is, I will say it's amazing because it's celebrity, right? But I feel like they mm-hmm. do a really good job of portraying, like, no, we fight a lot. And we require a lot of communication to make this work. <laughs> and they, they're very open about the shit that they argue about in interviews and like how mental health plays into stuff and how much they just drive each other fucking crazy Um, (laughs) what is the movie that they are in together (laughs) Dax Shepard wife please they do uh, so Dax Shepard briefly had a podcast as most celebrities do and on, on his podcast he interviews his wife and you can tell it was not a good choice where he starts like picking on her a little bit and she's not having any of it and she gets offended and calls him out on offending her and like you're just being a dick right now like what is this about and it's super uncomfortable to listen to because, again, they're tr- they're trying to be professional, but she's also like, this is inappropriate. You can't do this. You can't talk to me like this. <laughs> Hit and Run. Hit and Run's the movie they were in together where Doc Shepard is playing a guy who's under witness protection and Kristen Bell's playing a character who has a degree in conflict management, peaceful conflict management. And so he can't cross state lines, of course, but she gets this dream job interview across the country he pulls out his super fast car and they have to go chasing across the across the country. And the guy that he is uh, being protected from, from witness protection, played by Bradley Cooper, who is a... When we talk about interesting villains, mm-hmm. he's a very interesting villain. Have you seen this movie at all, Spence? I have not. Okay. So Bradley Cooper, like your introduction, he's a white guy with dreads, aviator sunglasses, and he's in a grocery store and he sees this guy buying dog food and he's like are you really gonna feed your dog that that food it's awful it's full of chemicals it's cheap it's not good he's like fuck you dude like it doesn't matter what what i feed my dog it's none of your business and he goes outside and he sees the guy because the dog was tied up outside the store starting to hit his dog which is a pit bull of course and uh bradley cooper's character grabs the guy starts beating the shit out of him he's like how much do you like it motherfucker steals the dog and like leaves this guy a bloody pulp this guy is like a kingpin of some drug conspiracy drug ring something or another but like that's mm-hmm. that's your intro <laughs> to this <laughs> villain and uh so he finds out that of course Jack Shepherd's character is on the run they start being chased and he's trying to keep this a secret from his wife <sighs> uh it's it's very enjoyable it uh, came out in 2012 very good i'm not even sure where you can watch it anymore that's been well since I watch it but i remember enjoying the hell out of it but that's nothing like the good place which I had very little to say about, and I feel bad because I know people have been really excited to hear my thoughts on the Good Place. I just, I based off the first twenty-three minutes, I got, I got nothing, Spence.
0: Maybe we'll come back to it. We'll do a because we've talked about a recap, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where we just go back to the things that we kept watching or that we are watching.
1: I plan on doing a full list of like not only was I watching this stuff, here's the stuff I watched in between. Mm-hmm. It's a long list, Spencer.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs>
1: So, you know, one of us talked more than this is probably one of the first times you talked more than me, Spencer.
0: I don't think that's the case.
1: I think so. Usually I'm the chatty cathy and you did a real good job with Once Upon a Time.
0: Oh, you, you mean like in regards to the recap?
1: <sighs> yes, in regards to the okay. recap. Okay. <laughs> uh yes, us, usually, usually. I mean, we know for a fact, guys, in the finished product, twenty five minutes of this gets cut out. Mm-hmm. It's on our Patreon, if you want to hear the full unedited version. <laughs> However, until then, if you want to get a hold of us. We still don't have a social media. We're now a part of the collective of the no show radio no show radio network Twitter, which is NSR Pod.
0: You know, how did hit- we even get that deal? How did how did NSR ever let us in?
1: You know, I know the producer. I had to wow. do a few favors. There was a casting couch involved, but um I did it. I did it for us, Spence.
0: <laughs> wow. Well I'm glad. I, I would I don't have the nerve for such things. <laughs>
1: She knows. (laughs) So, but uh, if they can kind of harass us on that, they are kind enough to tell people when we release, but that's really it. But if you really want to talk to us, check out our Discord. It's in our show notes. And there you can tell us how wrong we are, even though we know we're right. And I think we can say goodbye now.
0: Goodbye. 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 Goodbye i